This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And uh, it's going to be a happy, happy one today uh, because I haven't said this in... I broke it down. Uh, 103,980 minutes. 1,733 hours or 72 days. I haven't said an Everton win. Get the actual F in there. So, full house today, obviously, because we won. <laughs> so, afternoon, colleague Chris and Rich. How are you, guys? Good afternoon, guys. Uh, you know, I'm still actually a little bit knackered after last night. It was just, just one of them matches. Just, just had everything. Um, the use of crack colleague uh, team sheet comes out. There's, there's always something. We, we just don't do like the same team sheets anymore. Team sheets, sorry. Uh, and Luke Dean, not even in the squad. Which was kind of not a bombshell, but I know there was rumblings on Twitter, but I don't go on it. So, uh, yeah, Luca Dean seems to have uh, fallen. Uh, well, getting the full wrath of Rafa, who's waiting the sword actually to the whole club at this moment. But Luca Dean's the latest one. Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. If what's if what's coming out is correct, uh, I fully back Benita, as I have to say. If he has gone back to France, um, I wasn't given permission to fly back, and then obviously has to quarantine on his return. Um, I think Rafa was fully uh, justified in, in, in dropping him from the squad, but he wouldn't be able to play anyway. Um, but then obviously his replacement came in, Ben Godfrey, and, and I know Chris was over there. He, he'll probably speak about this, but that tackle he made, right? Not the the. The instant on the touchline, the other one where the, the 50-50 tackle, you know, oh. it reminded me of uh, um, uh, Neville. Yeah, yeah, Phil Neville's tackle, yeah. It was that it's sort of... You'd see it coming, but, and, and it was a great tackle. And fair play to your man, Tommy Atto, whatever his name is. Two of them just went wallop. And was it was a, out, was he? Not because you'd see it coming like two trains just coming down the track, head to head. But there'd be, there'd be a few old Joe in the squad that would, would have pulled out of that. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I, I you know, to see that and that's what we wanted, you know. Blood and guts and, and, and I think Richard put up on his Instagram uh, post about playing for the jersey and mm. don't worry about the name on the back because if you play for the, the the name on the front of the jersey, they'll remember the name on the back. And you know, for me that tackle just kind of summed up last night. I thought we were like we're not we're not pretty by any stretch, Joe. You know that kind of way, but a lot of passion. There's a lot of effort put in there last night, and just the five we we won two one, but we should have been three three one at least. Um, I know we go on to speak about the the, the VAR decisions, but I thought we were excellent last night. I thought Arsenal was very poor, um, and I see the Arsenal fans are getting are getting on their back in relation to how they played last night. So. Yeah, it's a win-win, and um, we take the three points and we move on to, to, to the game against Palace. Yeah, I, I think, uh, like that, that tackle, Collie said, just set the tone for the night, Rich, because, I mean, we always said, it us under the lights, the crowd, bang for blood, and the players just, just up for it and, and reacting to it, and that's what happened with that, with that first tackle. Yeah, that was, you know, it was just one of those things that allowed the crowd to kind of, get a little bit more kind of involved. But I thought right from the off, you know, we pressed really high up really quick, right from the kickoff. We just seemed to show a little bit more energy. I think there was clearly a few home truths and they were clearly, 
I think the players were clearly up for it, you know, that they they knew they had a point to prove and that, you know, we've said a couple of times, you know, you can't, that's the effort and, and that that energy, that fight that they put in. And I, th- I think they put it in across across the board, you know, and little things like tackles like that just help to kind of galvanize and to get everybody kind of up another level, which is which is needed sometimes. It shouldn't be the case. It should be the minimum requirement to kind of say, right, that this is what we're going to do. But given the run that we're on, you know, it, it was great to see because after coming in from a hiding uh, again in, in the derby, you know, to, to come out of the traps and look, I think in the final third, we were lacking a little bit for a long time. And I think that's just down to uh, down to confidence, probably down to lacking a little bit of quality, you know, that just probably fellas not, not, not being brave enough. And you can understand it when you're when, when you're going on a really bad run. But to be to a credit to them all, they stuck at it. They kept going, you know, and even when everything is thrown against you and you just think, oh, here we go again. There's absolutely nothing's <laughs> going to go right, you know. That's when it's really, really difficult because you can throw in the towel and fair play to every one of them because they just kept battling, kept fighting. And, you know, we're quick enough to give out here. You know, I definitely hold the hands up, but I think they all deserve credit because it's not easy to do it kind of when you're in the in the depths of that we've been in the last few weeks and just fair play to every one of them for, for, for standing tall last night and going to the death, you know, and, and getting the win, you know, and, and fully deserves as well, I think. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I know you were there, Chris, and obviously don't don't feel or see what's on, on TV, but like when the crowd were up for that and the players are feeding off and, and it's a two-way thing, there's no other ground. Like, I know what bias, but there's not. I said from a, on the pre-game pod, it was very important how we started the game. We couldn't afford to start like we did in the derby, just on the back foot from the off. We had to come out and first 15, 20 minutes especially and get a, get about them, rough them up and you know, let the crowd know you're up from it for it. And uh, I think the crowd, in fairness, from from the off, they were we realised the importance of it. And obviously mm. there was a bit of, a bit of extra emotion around with, you know, protests going on and you know, <laughs> is are people gonna walk out? Are people not gonna walk out again? That's it's up to everyone to make their own decision and that should be respected. But Again, yeah, that Godfrey tackle really kind of set the tone. Just the whole play, celebrated like a goal. Just every, the whole ground came to their feet, that roar. And like the likes of Ben Godfrey, that's going to make him feel like a million dollars. The lift and the adrenaline rush someone he gets from that reaction, you know, it's going to lift them all, calm his fist pumping. You could see the players that immense, you know, they were up for it. They knew how important it was and they knew the situation we're in we're like we're in turmoil off the off the pitch and on the pitch so but um you know from then on it just fed the atmosphere fed and I think like I thought we played very well we weren't always fantastic in terms of fluid attack and play but I thought defensively our shape was excellent we really really restricted them and you know they were you might call them poor or pedestrian but I just think that was down to the shape we were really, really well organised. We didn't let them get in between the lines a whole lot. Um, we pressed from the front. You know, we Gordon, Townsend, Richie worked their balls off, really. The amount of times they ended up back with, back with Ramsdale, you know, had to turn over possession. I just thought we were excellent. And, you know, we'll talk about the decisions um, later on, but it really knocked the stuffing out of me going in one and a half time because we didn't deserve that at all. I thought we were... We fired a better side, more dangerous side, and we didn't deserve to be one down. And of course, you're going to think 
only Everton could <laughs> go one nil up to one nil down in about two minutes. <laughs> you know, and not the stuff for now. And I think it took a few minutes into the second half to, for us to really, to really get back, get get the wind back in our sails. The fans, you know, you kind of just felt like it wasn't going to be our night, and it was another one of them. But it was, uh, I was uh, just, it was amazing to just the atmosphere. You know, it, it, it's. It just makes it, you know. If you the feel in the place, you could, you could feel it. You know, it was reverberating around the place, the chairs clanking. Just to, you know, ah, uh, yeah, it's very hard to put into words. And just, you know, I was. It's funny how things change. You know, earlier on, it was with Paul, and it was, we were saying Monday night pissing right. What are we doing? You know, I said I'm gonna take a step back in January and give a few games a miss, and then. After the game, Jesus, am I looking at a whole game, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that's, 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 that's what keeps you coming. Like people, when you said it before, people think we're absolutely nuts going on. And Collie alluded to it last week. But it's it's night lights that, that, that just, it just suck you back in. And they just say, listen, I want to go to every match now. No, we lose the Palace, we won't want to go to February. <laughs> it's, but it's just the way it is. Uh, again, just... You, you live for atmospheres like that. You, re, you really, really do. And let's be honest, they're kind of few and far between now. So we need to kind of kick on a bit and, and, and build on that on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about Sunday later on, but uh, just, just a, not a downer, Collie, but mean it again. Jesus Christ, a straw man. I mean, I think someone looked at him and he pulled the hammy or so. I don't know what was going on with this chap. Yeah. Um... Spaghetti legs, Joe. I think you know. Uh, I think he was rushed back. I, I think there was a lot of pressure there to, to get him back as quick as possible, given what Mashiri came out pre game to say that you know we'll have our players back within two or three weeks. Um, I, I unfortunately, I think, and it wasn't he done the calf muscle before, and now it's the hamstring, Joe. So, yeah, God knows how, how long he'd be out for. Well, that only then brings into into question then this renewal of his contract, or, or, or should you try and get rid? You know, um, Benitez did come out about Rodriguez and said that the club couldn't afford to have a bit part, part player. Sorry, um, and Rodriguez was that. So does he give the same philosophy to to Mina? If an offer came in in, in January, do you do you say thanks, uh, Yeri, and, and take care and good luck? I don't know. Um, Benitez has the keys of the of the safe now, so um, that's going to be an interesting one to look at. But um, yeah, just unfortunately, but. He got a hand it to Holgate. I wasn't very uh, confident Joe when Holgate came on, I'll be honest with you. Mm. And the chap has, has really deteriorated over the last, you know, season and a bit, let's say, or even two seasons. Uh, but I thought he done well. I thought Michael Keane skilled him quite well through the game. And uh, I think when the lads referenced earlier on, they didn't get really many chances, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, so credit credit to the back four. Um, I, I, I obviously I've mentioned Godfrey already, Joe, and, 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 and Seamus Coleman and I would like to say I think Coleman was very very honest in the post-match interview um, oh, he, he, always is, he always is yeah well he held yeah. up his hand he said look I made a mistake so obviously things have been said in, in the dressing room prior to the, the Arsenal game last night and whatever was said has worked but um, what we're going to do now really Yerry Mean I'd love to know what the other lads opinions are on it but I, I don't know whether it's time to, to maybe you know Call a day with Yerry. He is a fantastic uh, defender, though, and 
you know, quite solid and probably our best central defender. But can you keep someone like that on, on huge wages if you're only going to, if you're, if you're not certain he's going to be uh, playing week in, week out? I, I don't know, Joe. And given the current financial situation at the club, I don't know whether that's, you know, because everything's going to have to be taken into consideration now come January. Yeah, yeah. I just, like we said last week, I just think uh, getting rid of January might, might leave us a little bit short, especially you now. I don't know what's going to happen with the Luca Dean situation. Um, did, do you think his hand was forced last night with the Luca Dean, Richie, that he had to put me and Godfrey kind of in together? Even though he didn't look ready at all. No, but I suppose if they are, possibly that it, that, that it does push it a little bit, seeing as we have no other fullbacks, you know, but... Yeah, I didn't even think it that 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 he was forced into it. I mean, he did have um, Brantwood and Holgate, but I suppose Brantwood hasn't played anything, and Holgate has flattered to deceive, to say the least. You know, so yeah. I think if Mina is ready and he is available, you know, when he's fit, he's our best centre half. It's just keeping him fit, you know. And I'd be kind of on the on the on the side. He's out. He's out more than he's available. And I think, given the situation we're in, kind of financially, I I, I don't think you can be affording to. To give him another long-term contract, it's just not—it's just not viable, you know. But yeah, he's going to be need to be replaced. But my other issue is that I—I I probably think that Michael Keane needs to be replaced as well. I thought he was very good last night, but I don't think he's the answer to us if we want to really push on. So we can't really do everything, you know. I suppose he has a couple of years left as well. But I suppose Brantwell has talked about being signing another new contract, but he's still very young. So there's decisions to be made there, all right. Um, what will happen? Who knows? Who who knows? But um, look, it was the right decision in the end. I think it worked out having the nearly the security of of Godfrey being a, more of a defender than than, than Dini there. Just that extra strength as well, kind of tight, tightened up and made us a bit more secure at the back. But I thought as a unit, I thought they were very good. You know, you said kind of maybe maybe the first goal. I thought we were kind of out, out of shape a bit, and again left too much room for. Odegaard kind of run it. He was just a space in his own. But um, apart from that, you know, we really, really nullified him. So, you know, I thought the back four were excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on me and Chris? Uh, again, like I said, I, I think getting rid of him in January might be might, might be more trouble than it's worth. But I think if someone comes in the summer with, with a decent enough offer, maybe it's time to cut our losses. Yeah, I think we'd get rid of Joe. Um... It's just not reliable enough. He's an excellent defender when he's fit, but like, defenders shouldn't really be getting injured that frequently. You know, how often have you seen mm. not even us defenders playing 30 games together? You know, you need to have that continuity in the back line and develop that partnerships. And we chop and change too much. And, you know, as good as he is, we can't depend on him. And I suppose it depends on how they look at the squad overall and what the priorities are for them in terms of, you know, He's probably one player that they'll they'll probably get a decent fee for at the minute. He's 18 months. Well, he'll have a year left, won't he, now, come summertime on his deal. So the option is either give him another deal and he's on 120 grand a week or supposedly, if he is, you're going to have to give him that or more. A couple of years' time, I don't think his injuries are going to get any better the older he gets. And there's going to be no sell-on value then and you won't get rid of them at all. So it's probably your last opportunity to get a decent fee for them. Maybe your clubs in Italy have been sniffing around them or whatever. But um, 
you know, like you can improvise. I mean, if we have our eye on someone, maybe like we got Zuma on loan that time, there are players out there. If you can get a good loan in, yeah. you can let them go and get a fee back and reinvest that into a right back. And it's just, I suppose it just depends how they want to improvise. But uh, the manager's still around. He seems to want a squad of players that are going to be available to choose from as Rich touched on with Rodriguez. He, he has no time for bit power players and, there's going to be a few of them. Tows will be gone. Delph will be gone. There's going to be a good few players leaving in the summer. So, you know, again, Hogate, again, is, he done well last night, but just get the feeling that long term, I don't think he's going to cut it with us. He just, mm. I think a, a move might do both parties good. But, um, you know, Coleman needs to be replaced. We don't know what's going to happen with Luca Dean. So, there's definitely issues there that need to be resolved. And, Personally speaking, if if a good opportunity presented itself, I mean, it would probably be more on the let him go side. To be honest with you, as much as I like him, but yeah, I think in the summer would would be the ideal thing to, to look at it. Then, but just for me, on Chris, I just want to get your uh, uh, thoughts on the feelings in around the ground on the twenty seventh minute. I mean, it was it was flagged everywhere across, and. Uh, I, I can understand both camps to be honest uh, like I'm, I'm never ever going to tell any Everton fan what to do or how to feel or how to react but um, what, what was the feeling in the ground? I was the closer I got it was um, it was just a bit of anticipation you know as I got mm. closer to the I think most the majority of people just wanted to see what was going to happen yeah but um, look a good, a good few people did leave and look I know a lot I know a lot of people, a lot of those guys go home and away. They're probably the most loyal, diehard fans that we, we have home and away. They go everywhere. So they're well within their rights to demand better for the club. If that's how they feel, you know, spending their hair, their cash. Look, you can debate whether a walkout or is the right way to do it. Or that's another story. But I think it shows that Twitter isn't a fair reflection of the match going fan base. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't know what was going on. Whereas on Twitter it seemed like everyone was gonna walk out, but there was probably a couple of thousand in reality on the day. Um and yeah, it's 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 just a strange one because it kind of it worked in a way. Because the idea the of it was going. it was it it got the people it got the crowd going, yeah. But at the same time everyone's been talking about it all week on all the media sky They've been talking about the ownership and the pressure spotlight's been put on Machiri. So the idea was to draw attention to it. And that's it worked like it was successful in that respect, but maybe not in the the mass numbers that actually done it. But mm. um look, everyone's entitled to their opinion, whether they agree or disagree, but um it did it enchanced the atmosphere and it gave people a lift. And it's a shame the atmosphere isn't like that every game. It has to take something like that, you know. But it just again it shows a split in the fan base. You know, yeah. a lot of the people want McSherry to communicate, people want Kenroy gone, Baxendale gone, Unsworth gone, Benitez gone, Jose Baxter gone. Fucking yeah. you know what I mean? It's the fan base is still divided and I don't think a win papers over the issues at the club, the the same personnel are still there, the same issues still arise, are still, you know, they're going to arise, and um, I don't think the win should paper over the cracks, I still think the fans deserve 
some communication from the board on the plan and the vision going forward, who's going to be in charge of what, who's accountable. You know, and that's, as you said, if we get turned over by Palace, we play Chelsea and Leicester and we could be still back in the same situation. So welcome relief and a really, really important result and I hope we can build on it. But we're not out of the woods yet in terms of our off-field problems, you know. Yeah. Like I said, highlighted highlighted what was going on, and I think it kind of had some effect even before the match with the much up around the board. So, um, yeah, like I, one thing I don't want is fans falling out or the fans. I read a couple of things earlier about uh, people walking out and other fans getting abuse. We just don't want to see that. That's that's not us. Need that order clowns. All right, back to the match, Carl. Um, Jesus, uh, we we could sit here all night actually talking about fire. Uh, a couple, a couple of ones as well. The main ones. Uh, the first one that was looked at was uh, Godfrey's tackle, uh, supposedly stamp. Uh, looked looked innocent enough to me in real time, but when I seen the replay, it just got kind of worse every time I seen it. Yeah, um, it doesn't come across as that sort of player, Joe. I, no, I, no, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it was intentional. That's for sure. Um, I know. Carragher and Neville was going on about at half time and went on again that he was a lucky boy. He probably was, Joe. Um, look, if it had happened against us, I'd say we would have been screaming yeah. for the player to be sent off. So let's call a spade a spade here. But um, Far ruled and, you know, no action was to be taken. And obviously, then the, the, the two goal situation, Joe, where uh, force was definitely offside. Again, if it had been scored against us, we'd be screaming for Var. The second one, though, I, I read something today that it was ruled offside because um, he was jumping in the air at the time and the, the Lions, they couldn't they couldn't do the Lions properly or something along them line. It was, it was, a, the, it was a very, very poor angle, to be honest. All shots and, and screenshots I've seen today, like it wasn't a straight line. So No. I, I just, it was almost like you're down in, in the local park and, and you're being asked to... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. put the paint on on the pitch and he had a few drinks the night before and they're all over the shop. Just uh, had a few points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, ah, look, he, he, I, I, I genuinely thought the, the second goal was ruled out should have been given, Joe. Uh, Force him totally, 100% offside. But uh, the second one now, I thought we were very, very unfortunate with. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts, thoughts on the Godfrey, uh, I don't want to call it a stamp, but the, the Godfrey possible Redrich. I thought he was lucky. I did think he was lucky, and again, like yourself, when it, when it initially happened, didn't think much. But looking at it back, and I suppose Far looking at, they're able to slow it down. Possibly what helped him was that he was he was looking away. It was like that he had turned his body shape, and it was back. Whether it's intentional or not, I, I doubt. I doubt it. You know, it's hard to say that he'd stand in a fella's face. You know, but you've seen you've seen him, and you've seen him given, and I think he was lucky, and I think we were lucky because if we'd have gone down to ten after half an hour, the balloon would have been bust. You know. Yeah. So I I think we did kind of get out of it just as well. When you feel like your luck is down, everything kind of goes against you. And yeah, it kind of did afterwards again. And you're just saying, "Jesus, can we catch a break?" But I, 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 I looking back, I think I, I think we did catch one on that on that on that on that occasion. And uh, I'd agree with yeah. Colleen. The other two, first one was off, unfortunately, just kind of timed it wrong. Uh, but second one, you know, they've come out and they've said that they're using ticker lines or whatever. There was there was a red line there. I don't even know what it was supposed to be measuring. You know, so 
it just it just seems baffling to me, you know. And again, you get no clarity, you get no kind of breakdown of why or where it's coming from, and everyone is just interpreting online and making up their own kind of reasons. So it's very frustrating. Look, we've got away with it in the, in in the past, but it seems to be every week that we're talking about decisions now. But uh, luckily enough, it didn't cost us. Uh, so it just seems to be like they, they said last year they were going, like I said, these ticker lines, Chris, but. But it's just down to inches now. They're back to where they were last season. Like I just, all right, the first one again. Well, I say again, first one was given offside because he said his arm or his shoulder was off. But if you look at the second one, the defender's arm and shoulder was ahead of Richardson. You know what I mean? So I just, it's just varied. It's like I said, it's a podcast in itself. But we just don't see to get many decisions from VAR. It was a roller coaster of emotions in the ground, and the fact it took so long, you know, mm. the, the the lads have finished celebrating, and you're nearly back to tip. You're back to tip off, and then it's overturned twice. You're just up, and then you're down, and you get that feeling of it's not happening for us, you know. Because in fairness, we hadn't. In fair, we could have had five last night. Let's be honest, but in recent games, we haven't been creating a whole lot, so you kind of feel like. You're not going to get another opportunity once the second one, especially, was real out. But um, I couldn't really see. Obviously, mm. the first one being down the Gladys, it was down the other end. Um, on reflection, he was slightly leaning forward, and you can score with your with your head. So marginally, he was off. But I'm not having the second one was off. Not a chance yeah. level. And they did say they're going to give benefit of the doubt to the attackers this year because they want more goals. I think there was twenty or thirty goals disallowed instances like that last season and they were meant to give the benefit of doubt to the attackers and it wasn't applied there and we said it's, it's a joke no no one's come out and explained you know it's just it's a, another referee might have given it whoever was mm. this man Atwell on VAR sure, double, yeah. it was yeah. another VAR ref and might have, might have been given and you kind of think when you're in the ground we'll have to have a one rule we won't have a second one lo and behold and it does, it knocks the wind out of you. And I think that's one of the impressive things I was impressed about with the players is we didn't drop, Richie especially, he didn't mm. sulk, he didn't drop the head. And in fairness to the crowd, the crowd could sense it was coming, you know. We, we were creating chances and we kept at it and we got our just rewards. So that was the pleasing thing. We didn't drop the heads and we didn't sort of collapse and feel sorry for ourselves. We kept battling, we kept fighting and, you know, the goals, the goals came, and um, I was just—it's sad. It ruins. It's it's nearly geared towards the people that look. Not everyone can go to the games. Everyone's different circumstances, but it's nearly geared towards the TV product. This whole VAR yeah, show, yeah, theater, yeah, yeah, theater for the viewers, making entertainment and building it up. But in the stadium, it sucks the life out. You. you know, you're nearly afraid to celebrate even a tour goal. You're afraid yeah. to celebrate. Players that now are afraid to celebrate. It's really, and that's the likes of Gray's goal. You knew that it was just a thunder bastard. There was nothing yeah. wrong with it, and you could just go wild and let loose that it was never going to be overturned. And they're, they're the moments that that's what football is all about living in the moment, enjoying it, and just letting yourself go and the adrenaline and the balls and the limbs and everything like that. That's what it's all about. But thankfully that's the way it ended. Yeah, you do indeed. That's 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 what you want. Yeah, and this stop starting is just taking that out of the game for me. 
Uh, just on Richardson, Collie, we, we spoke loads of times that, especially last season when there was no fans in, that like uh, out of all the players, he's probably the one who, who missed the fans the most. And you could just say last night, he, he was just fading off them because the chap was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the best games I've seen Richardson play for us, Joe, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, or certainly in a long time. Um, don't think he's been at his his level as such for most of the season. Um, I know you could you could aim that at a lot of the players in the squad, but last night I just thought he, he took the game to Arsenal and he's just a nuisance, Joe. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's... You know, I've spoken about being snide and we don't have enough snide players in the squad and we don't. But Richarlson has, has that snidey element to him. He's just up and he's moaning all the time and, you know, he, he's going down, he's winning free kicks. I just think, I just thought it was an all-round performance by the chap last night and it's great to see him just, how he, even after the game, Joe, you probably seen that the, the coverage he went straight over to the the family enclosure and gave his jersey to a child and stuff. It's just, he loves the club. Um, yeah. It's not often you can actually say that about any modern day footballer. So they, they come and get their wedge and they head off home in their big cars. But you can just see even his, his Instagram post last night and he, you know, he's grabbing the, the, the crest on his jersey. And I don't know what the future holds for Charlton, but he'd be a player that I will very, very hard to forget. Certainly playing in the blue short, you know, um, yeah. not saying I want to get rid of him by any stretch of imagination, but mm. he he he's just a, uh, and he's not your, your typical number nine, Joe. He's just, and I often wonder, um, is his best role down through the middle or is it out on the left and cutting in? Uh, I think that's for another part, but I just thought he was magnificent last night, and just leads me down to think, you know, you know, man of the match shouts. Do you think it was the right man of the match shout last night? I actually have this written down here. I know I don't. I think the official man the match went to, to uh, went to Gray. Yeah, it did you? Yeah, uh, uh, I thought Richardson was as, as good as Gray was. I thought Richardson was absolutely straight ahead man the match wise, especially yeah. when he's, he scored a hat trick if you want. But he was just everywhere. He was. He was an absolute. You know, he 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 bullied defenders. He ran. He closed down. He did. He did absolutely everything. And he, you know, he kept going. You know, after having two. Too ruled out as well to kind of still keep battling and to keep fighting. I thought he was he he was immense, you know, from start to finish. You know, he was the fellow running down in the first minute and he was chasing down in the last minute. So yeah, he, he I I thought I didn't realise that they had given it to Gray, but for me it was Richardson by a by a country mile. I thought that he was it it's a, a performance that we've missed from him in a we haven't seen in a long time. You know, I think I think it was well overdue, but look, when you're not going well, it's one of those things. But he sensed blood once he got one. You know, you could. He loves scoring. You know, he, he. You know, and you could see the confidence was up once he'd hit the net. Once he wasn't going to stop until he got another one. You know, yes. and I hope, really hope that he kicks on now. You know, he hasn't scored. Has he scored since the open day? I don't know. Yeah. So, so I mean, you really hope that he can kick on. You know, if Dom isn't back for a cup for another couple of weeks or whatever, you're going to need him scoring goals. We need goals from all over. But he's he's well capable. It's just attitude, everything. But he seemed to have it back last night. So hopefully that this is kind of a corner turn for him because he's seen a different player from what we've seen in previous months. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's nice like that, not just for the fans, 
press, but it's nights like that that will that will ultimately keep him here because he, like he like Richard, he just loved the club. And they say there's a little interview put out today, uh, his first English interview. <laughs> the lads, the lads singing at him on the box, but you could just see that he loved the club. But on the other side, he, he needs like that nights like that for himself, a performance like that. Yeah, I completely agree with the lads. I thought it was his best all-round performance. He's got some important goals for us, but he done he done everything last night. His whole of play, he was running at them. He was dangerous in the box. His work rate, his pressing, he won a few free kicks. He was getting back into midfield and intercepting. I thought he one of the things we've been looking for and spoke about recently has been leaders, and I think he stood up and he was counted last night and he grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and that's the standard he set for himself now that's the level he should aspire to be every week and you're bang on we said last year he feeds off the crowd he he needs the adoration it just brings him up a level and that love for the club and the connection he has with the fan base and the encouragement he gets singing the song and he just he works his balls off and um, it's it's you know the worry is it's you're gonna have another situation where we're kind of we had with Lukaku in terms of it's up to Everton now to show him to come up to his level, you know because that fella he could he he could be playing he could be over with PSG playing with Neymar and Mbappe, you know he might not be there but he has the potential to really hit those heights with better players around them when he's getting balls pinged into him left, right and centre. So it's up to us now to really raise our level and give him a reason to stick around because for, for these fellas, love of the club isn't isn't just enough, really. You know, he wants to play in the Champions League. He probably wants to be the main man for Brazil. He's an ambitious guy and he's certainly willing to work hard to keep improving and that and Again, the thing last night was his attitude was spot on. We want to see that more from him. We don't want to see him sulking and rolling, rolling around, play acting. He was on it. He was up. He was, uh, he was fantastic, and he really led by example. And let's hope now he can, he can uh, hit those heights on a consistent basis now, and it brings the lads around them up a level as well. You know, it's infectious that work rate, that enthusiasm. And he just he has the quality, you know. Three, three really, really good um, finishes. In fairness, you know, the header was a brilliant goal. The one he finished was really, really good composure. The second is loud one, just to stick it in the near post. And don't underestimate that third goal that did count to to get you know enough power on that when he was backtracking to get it up yeah. over the keeper. It was a fantastic goal. And look, he could have had an assist as well when he said, oh, I'll be up on a plate. He, he, I thought he was just fantastic and they couldn't handle him. He was he was unplayable all night. And let's hope that'll give him a confidence boost now when he can really kick on. And hopefully Dom is only another week or two away as well. Once we have Dom back, it should really give us a boost. You know, we've blamed injuries all season, but we, we're near enough back to full strength now. And another thing people don't recognise as well, like, Calvert-Leon was 16 goals last season. Take that's He's been taken out of the equation, you know. Sigurdsson got nine goals and eight assists or something. Rodriguez, seven goals, eight and nine assists. All of that creativity and goal scoring has been taken out of that side. So there's a big hole there still to be filled. So, you know, 
Gray is stepping up and stuff, but you can see why we're still lacking that bit of creativity and why we've struggled for goals recently and why we are so dependent on our, our top players, our Grays, our Richarlison's, our Calvert-Lewin's to really chip in with the goals. The car right now has come up trumps as well. He probably could have had a couple last night as well or a couple of assists. I thought he got better as the game went on, those driving runs. I thought he was fantastic up and down. But um, yeah, look, back to Richie, he went a bit off point there, but man of the match by a country mile. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he uh, I don't want to diminish what Gray did, to be honest, but I think he was man of the match. But just on the Marty Gray, similar to Richardson, he just ran for the whole 90 minutes, kind of, and he could see at the end, he was absolutely wrecked. Now, he's probably wrecked from the goal celebration alone, what he put in, but he just like ran the socks off, and you could see in the interview afterwards, that like he said, like Seamus gets onto me in training, but it, it's obviously working. Yeah, uh, he he played really well last night, Joe, and I think there was a a couple of minutes there. I thought he might have been taken off because mm. I thought he pulled up, um, and he was he was almost clutching at that the hamstring. Was like, oh, here we go again. But now he he, he survived it to ninety plus minutes, and and obviously he scored that wonder goal, but. I also would like to mention mention Anthony Anthony Gordon Jawata. He was uh, played really well last night. He was up in their faces and he was harassing the the, the just the backs and you know. I hope that hope the young lad gets a goal soon because uh, that's all that's been missing from his play the last couple of games. But getting back to Gray, what a strike! Um, what a strike! Um, any game was that's worthy of any winner. Um. And he's he's been exceptional since he came in, you know. Has to be up there with one of the boys of, of the last transfer window, you know. Um just his, his pace and his commitment and his his overall just general playing style, Joe. He's really we we've really benefited as a team um with his introduction. Um and and if James getting onto him and other players getting onto him is is resulting in that sort of goal from last night will so be it and hopefully it continues, you know. Um, but yeah, Gray, Gray I thought was played really well last night. Uh, it's, I know like Richardson was kind of the focal point, Richie, but uh, like Kylie mentioned, uh, Gray, Gordon and Townsend to a certain extent as well, they just, they kind of seem to interchange all the time. Like one minute Gray is on the left, next minute he's on the right, Gordon is in the middle of town. It was just like fluid. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I like that, you know, giving fellas a bit of freedom to kind of drop into spaces or whatever. And, and they're capable of between between all three of them that the, that there is kind of a lot of versatility between them. But yeah, I mean, Demary Gray, he's added another dimension to us kind of go, going forward, just his pace. But, you know, he's capable of doing that. And you can see confidence is a big thing with him, with him as well. Probably his, you know, from his from his past where, you know, where things haven't work, worked out that, when he's been kind of in and out of the side, whereas he, he's a main man here and you can see that he knows it. And with the interview and stuff afterwards, you can see just pushing him and letting him know that he's, that he's, he's, he's really good. Like, you know, so there's look, let's just kind of hope that he kind of keeps improving and he keeps doing a consistent basis because it can be a big weapon for us going forward. And with players getting injured and, and missing for us, we're going to need the likes of him kind of stepping up, but you know, it's been what a sign, and for that kind of money, it's it's unheard of in, in in this day and age. And if you said that we'd have paid twenty five, thirty million for him, you'd have said it was cheap. You know, so to get him for one and a half, one point seven, whatever it was, is you know, it's daylight robbery. 
you know, he's yeah. been absolutely phenomenal, you know, coming in into a new side as well, hitting the ground running and yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think I think confidence is the key with him, Chris. Uh, like he said himself after the match, uh, sometimes he, he's, and Seamus said, this lad needs to know how good he is. Like he, he doesn't believe in himself. So that little confidence and self-belief, we could say it last night, the difference in the players, just immense. The, um, it's his highest goal return in the season now, isn't it, so mm. far? Since he, since he goes seven in the league, six, seven in the league. But um, look, I said it. Over the last couple of weeks, I think him and Townsend have gone off the boil. And in fairness, it's wingers are streaky. You know, they do tend to go through phases where there's a, there's games where there's not a lot happening, and they're marked out a game. And I guess when the team is struggling as well, it's still it's very hard when the confidence is down and things aren't going well. And but he really, um, geez, last what a goal! And even for. You know, he was unlucky for Richarlison's goal to hit the crossbar. What crossbar. <laughs> unbelievable technique. He could have had two peaches and that's what you want to see with him. Like he can go down the line, but he can come inside on that right foot as well. So he's very, very hard to mark. Just has that instant burst of pace against something we didn't have last year. So he's been fantastic. And really, let's hope he can really keep him fit now. And that'll he'll go through another good run of form now where he gets a few goals. Like he scored last in the derby as well. So Let's hope he'll he'll go on a good succession of games now where he bangs in a few goals. And I think like the lad said about being able to interchange positions, it's very hard to mark him out of the game if they keep switching wings and stuff and coming central and going left, going right as well. So it keeps a it keeps defenders guessing as well. Um a big criticism has been we've been too static, maybe, especially up front. Yeah, you know, when you have Rondon up there, you're going to be, aren't you? But um well, yeah, just great to see us having some attack and threat, and he deserved it. Um, honestly, I just I don't even know what more to say. I just woke up this morning and the realization hits you of that ball bouncing off the post and hitting the net. You're like, ah, oh. <laughs> you just a big smile on your face when you open your eyes. They're the moments you go back for. It's just to be in the we, we really take for granted. Because it doesn't happen enough to us. Just being able to be in the Gladys Street when that ball hit the net and just to be a part of it unfolding is just, it's fantastic. You know, we don't have enough of those nights. And look, what a, what a piece of business, 1.7 million. And it just shows you, we we're talking about January recruitment and stuff. There is those players out there. Mm. And look, look, Rondon, look, wasn't a good sign. And then let's be honest, if we, if we had any money in January, he wouldn't have been brought in. He was brought in because he was free and he was cover and he could come in. But Gray has been a fantastic signing. If he's a Benitez signing, more of them, please. If he's going to be in charge of the recruitment, we want more Grays. Townsend has done well. He'd have his best game last night as well. But for a free transfer, he works his balls off. And look, as we said, that's the minimum requirement. So we need more players like, like Gray that are going to work hard. That um to have pace and that they have that quality, you know. Yeah. One thing, Joe, though, before Sorry, we leave you. that, one thing, um, a front three of when Dom does come back of Dom, Richie, and Gray will be a threat to anyone in in the league. You know, oh, well, after, um, but I th- I think it would actually be a like similar to last night a four where maybe it'd be either Gordon or Townsend would drop out, so you'd have Dom as the focal point, and then you'd have like. Uh, the three lads just interchanging, just, yeah. just 
don't, yeah. don't. Like I said, like one minute Gray is on the left, Gordon's on the right. You turn around, next thing they, they switched. Like you don't actually see them making that move. Off the Arsenal, they just hold their post, you know what I mean? It, it's just the, the, the fluidity and, and the speed that they're doing. And like that, they can just just switch back to where they were at the start of the game. It's just, and we've missed that so much, like Chris said earlier. We've missed that movement, that pace and change of direction and everything. It's just, just when it clicks, it's just, it's, it's perfect like that. I just want to actually mention uh, Andrew Gomez. Good to see him back. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, People see things differently. I was screaming at him, saying he was like a snail, Rich, and Jesus, will they get a move on? And then he obviously heard because he turned around and dilly dally past the two boys. Um, yeah, no, to be honest, I, I I thought he was really good when he came on. I say I think just has, having that little bit of quality on the ball, just not panicking, you know, that he seems to be that little bit um a little bit more assured, you know, and I think having the extra body in the middle when he did come in, it it, it just gave us a bit of a platform going going with going with going with the tree. And I I, I thought the shape kind of changed us and surely that now that this will be the the penny dropping and that he'll go to a tree in midfield kind of more often or obviously it, it it'll depend on, on on opposition and who's available and stuff. But I think that you know, we've been shouting about it for weeks, for months. Let's <laughs> not say it's for months at this stage that we needed a third in there. And I think when he came on, it it, it really, you know, it, I, I thought just his composure on the ball a couple of times that he's able to be a little bit more progressive. He's a good passer. You know, he's he's not he's not quick, you're right. Like he is like a snail and he, you know, but I thought that he got up and he supported a couple of times as well. He arrived in the left-hand side of the box and he was there as an option kind of overlapping and things. And, you know, for a fellow who's been out for a while to, to hit the ground running as well, I, I thought it was really good to see him back. But, you know, if we are to go with a tree with Alan and Decora, and whether it's Gomez as kind of a more progressive one or you've Delph as a more defensive, I do think the options are there and we do have a few more attacking options as well. Kind of now with, with hopefully Dom to come back, you have Townsend, you have Gray, you have Gordon. So I just think with, with that type of balance that we're, we are probably a little bit more suited to go with a tree and it seems to suit us, but obviously I'm not picking the team. Yeah, well, exactly. But I just think, I just think that that tree in the middle just gives us a little more stability in there because and it was typical of show well, really shown in the derby we just got overrun with, with two in there and I think three is the way to go but anyway we parked that there great great win listen which one say Arsenal are piss poor but you can only play what's in front of you Arsenal made some wine saying they were absolutely shocking but here's what it is oh me so can we play them every week I've said them. so right we're going to a uh, quick look forward to the Palace game um you're going, Chris. Are you? I think you're heading over here. I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few times men have written down uh, one of them, especially Conor Gallagher. I think he, he's, and then we obviously have Saha, and then their old friend is coming into a little bit of form, Ben Techie. So, not going to be easy down there. It's always a hard you know, to go to, and the crowd are vocal from start to finish. But um, I, I think we can get something out of this game, especially after the win last night. This, this buoyancy, if you want to call it. Should help us get a win. It's nice to go down now with a little bit of a spring in our step. If we'd been beaten there now, even as fans, we're on a little bit more of a high after a last minute winner like that. You know, going down a bit more, a bit more spring in our step. Um, I think they started the season very well. Actually, you know, I think Vieira's done very well with them. Um, they're they're fearless. They're young, a lot of young lads, and they're 
they don't have much fear about them. You know, they go to places like Man City and they'll, they'll fend well and they'll play their game. They're very dangerous. They have a lot of pace. You know about Benteke, obviously. He's a, he always seems to score against us, even though he's a yard dog. But he always does well against us. Mm. But, you know, the players in behind, Eze, good young lad, very pacey, very tricky. Zaha, look, we know all about Zaha. And you're bang on about Gallagher. He's in on loan um, from, from Chelsea. I think he's on yeah, loan, isn't yeah, he? Chelsea, yeah. Really, really good start. It looks a really good player. But, um, they have in, they have a couple of injuries in centre mid, so they've actually dropped him a bit deeper in recent games. So that's kind of nullified him as a bit of an attacking threat of such. So they've um, he has a main score and an assist, and as much as he was um, at the start of the season, but definitely he's a. Uh, He's a really good player, and look, you know what you're getting from Palace. They're, they're always going to be hard to break down. I think they were unlucky at United, narrowly beaten. They're on the back of three defeats, but they most certainly have a, enough there to cause us a lot of trouble. And we know about their home crowd as well. They're, they're good fans down there. They they make a bit of noise and that. But um, look, it's a good platform for us. Let's hope we can carry that on now. Go down with that that attitude because look, we weren't perfect, but. That if that desire, that organisation, that work rate, that will to win, that fight is there. Like I said, you can go far in this league. You know, you really, really can with that alone. And I think we still have a lot more quality in our ranks than a lot of the teams in the bottom half. So if we have that application, that desire, our quality should more often than not shine through, you know. So it's a game we can most certainly win. And look we could lose if we don't again apply ourselves the way we should but um, yeah I'm really looking forward it's a good crew of us going down good day it's a good little away handy little away trip for us so um, yeah look let's just hope we go down we can get get on the front foot start the game well and look get our noses ahead because we can't keep coming back from goals behind we're conceding for us far too often yeah. if we can get ourselves in a position get our noses ahead then we can sit in if we want and we certainly have enough about us on the counter-attack to hopefully get a second one and like we done at Brighton you know we struggled away from home by the Brighton game and United we you know we drew at Leeds but we've only won away win all season haven't we beaten yeah. at QPR and so uh, we we're due another away win so it'd be really really good if we can build on it because all of a sudden things look better be Palace and probably three points off six and things are looking completely different so things can change quickly you know with, again with Chelsea and Leicester coming up it's important we take something if we can't win don't lose you know if you I said four points from Arsenal and Palace you probably would have taken it so yeah. but definitely confident we can go down and we can go down and get something yeah I, I know Chris just mentioned there Collie that uh, they're on the back of three losses but there must be far that to beat City 2 0 at the Etihad. So there's obviously something in there somewhere, but uh, I'd be quietly confident now we can get something again. And it's just it's just built on the the match the other night, all that entailed with the, the fans and everything else. So I, I think we just used to use that as a springboard now. I think it's very important uh, that the evidence from last night show up on Sunday, Joe. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think we'll be able to tell that straight away within the first five minutes. Um, but if if we put the same application in uh, on Sunday then we that we did last night, I can I can only see one winner and that be ourselves, Joe. You know, I know you talk about Benteke and he always scores against us and you you would hope that that's you know, 
bread and butter as such for Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine's type of striker. You know, the kind of he's not going to be uh, outpaced in what you would hope not. You know, the kind of way. And I, I just think we have too much. I just, yeah, I, I just think we I, we don't lose anyway. I, I agree with Chris. Um, but I, I, I fancy us on Sunday, I have to say. I really do. Yeah, I think it's important going into, like Chris said, the next couple of games, Chelsea, Leicester, it's so, so hard that, that we get something out of this game. So, um, we can get into predictions now, Annie Rich. So, I'll start with you. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think that this is, again, that we can get something out of and I think just on the back of, of, of last night that it that is definitely there for us. I'm going to go for a 1-0. 1-0. Okay, Chris. I'm going to go with, with, I think it has a, a draw written all over it, Joe. I'm going to go with a one-all draw. One-all for Chris and Carl. I'm going to go 2-0 to the Blues with Andres Townsend to get one of them going back to Crystal Palace. 2-0, OK. I'm going to go 2-1. I just, I just think, well, I think, I hope and pray, everything, that uh, just uh, the whole occasion of the other night, the fans, the VAR, the, everything, the stoppage time goal, just, just kicks us on now because we kind of need to we just need to start getting up the table. Like Chris said, if he Palace were knocking on the door for Europe, which is just absolutely nuts after the last two months. But uh, yeah, and he likes uh, fingers crossed. So. Anyway, thanks very much for today, lads. Good Thank stuff, you. guys. Nice and Talk positive. Good, lads. I'm yeah, to watch the change. match again. Yeah, I'm off to watch yeah. the match again. So, talk to us next week, folks. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.